today on The Breakdown. It's not that often we have one hand, it's a cash game hand, but one hand where so many things happen, including revealed cards, possible angle shooting, off-table side bets, and also surprising decisions, at least one very surprising decision. It all takes place in this one hand, this one hand from Poker Night in America, starring Sean Deeb and Mike Dentali. And we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, this is a hand unlike we've done before. Uh, we've had hands with angles. We've had hands with revealed cards. This one's just, it's got its own unique flavor. This, this is a weird freaking hand. This is not, not normal in my world. I will just say that. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been part of a hand where someone makes an off table. It isn't a bet, but an off table sort of agreement. I guess I have seen like pay me to show a card, which is what they're doing, right? Yeah. Okay. I guess I have seen that, but not in the context of all the other things that happened too. There's some weird things happen in this hand. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, and of course it was suggested by Ben Page. The man. Ben Page, you know it's gold. He's getting close to goat status. He's he not goat status, but he's starting to like inch around the conversation. I mean, a he's kind of like LeBron right now, where like it's like you could call him the goat if you want to. You know, it's possible. <laughs> he's not the goat. So he's like 2015 LeBron, where it's like yeah. you could you could you could start to see it becoming a thing, right? And now in, in 2019, you're kind of like, well, you could say LeBron, you could say MJ, both are fine. So I maybe Ben Page needs another couple months. Another to, four years. Yeah. Another four years. Another of, four, no, time of accelerates on perfect, breakdown suggestions. Perfect, uh, four perfect seasons from Ben Page, and maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, remember LeBron beat the Warriors somehow after being down three to one, put up the best finals numbers anyone's ever seen year after year after year. Ben Page does that. He's the GOAT. Yeah. So let's let's see it, buddy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to prove it, Ben Page. Fuck yeah. you, Ben Page. <laughs> getting all, getting so, so it's up. Unbelievable that yeah, he guy. Yeah. He thinks he can just do whatever he wants now. <laughs> these yeah. Hall of Famers, you know, we shouldn't be so liberal giving away these Hall of Fame spots because look at him. He just walks around, his head's in the air, big smile on his face. I can't stand wearing him. The, wearing the gold jacket. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> The lack of respect. No, but seriously, thanks for finding this hand. It's just a great job. Page. <laughs> yeah, really. Great, great job, really. Yeah, you continue to, to put up triple doubles. All right. Yeah. So it is a cash game. It is Mike Dentali. I don't think we've had him be a featured player no. in a hand before. Maybe a garbage human. Probably a garbage human. And I, from what I hear, he actually is a garbage human. Like yes, that's my understanding. Person, kind of sexist type of bad person. Whatever. He's going to be playing a poker hand. Yeah, that's fine. So I mean, whatever. Be how he wants to be. I, I'd like to point something out. So we mentioned that Ben Page suggested. He su- suggested, of course, on Twitter. You know, got to use the uh, Tweet, poker guys Twitter. Thing. Yes. And uh, if you're going to suggest a hand f- for the breakdown, you've got to include a YouTube link and a timestamp, or at least tell us what time it is on the video. Here's something Ben Page did to actually sell the video a little bit more. Now, we were going to look at it anyway. I mean, it's a Ben Page suggestion. I mean, we're going to look at it. I mean, come on. <laughs> but here's what he did, guys, who you know, you're thinking like, why don't they ever use my suggestions? Here's something he did. He said, not just the link, but he said, weird hand between Deeb and Dentali, loose passive ranges, table talk, an angle, off-table side vet, card reveal, and then, huh? I mean... Are you kidding me? I can't wait to see that hand when he does that. You, when I when we first had a Ben Page suggestion, 
I said, it sounds like the name of a journalist. Yeah. And you disagreed. That sounds like a journalist is writing an article like, oh to get you to God. click on it. Levy clicks on that article every time. I do, but journalists don't write the clickbait headlines. Dude. That's editors. There's like an ESPN headline that's like, Stephen A. Smith says the Boston Celtics are all full of shit. And yeah. Jonathan's like, I got to click on that one. It does. It does get me those things <laughs> a little bit. There was a Tom Brady is lucky to be in the Super Bowl thing. I could not help but click on it. And I'm the worst. Yeah. Worse for encouraging that, but I, I was like, I got to see what he's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done perpetuating that. I know, but enough sports. Back to the great game. Are you saying poker's not a sport? <laughs> I am implying that, yes. Not who, who out there really thinks poker's a sport, and what kind of an asshole are you? <laughs> like, what are you thinking? You are, you are the lowest form of athlete if you believe poker's a sport, because it means you never move. You must think it's okay to never move and still call it a sport. Well, there's a lot there of no mental, like there's mental anguish and fatigue. That's what they say. That's true that's of what they like, say. doing difficult calculus also, and that's not a sport. That's true of a lot of things. That's true of just, like, not trying not to fall asleep. That's also not a sport, you yep. know? Like there's lots of things like, come on, it's a game. It's fine. It's okay that it's a game. It's wonderful that it's a game. Yeah. Sport is something else. By the way, pool, not a sport. Darts, not a sport. Right. Yeah. Race car driving. Close. It's a sport. Yeah, I guess that you is can die. It's, physi- a sport. it's physically demanding. Yeah. And, fi- and, and you can die. So is, there's danger. Is being captured by a terrorist state a sport? Because you can die doing that. Is it physically demanding though? Probably. Uh, not sure. Not sure the about actual that. actual being captured part is probably not physically demanding. So not. And also maybe not as dangerous as you're making it sound if they're just capturing you anyway. Not so dangerous. Anyway, let's get yeah, back it's probably, to the... It's probably wonderful. Let's get to the hand. <laughs> wait, wait till you see the buffet. All right. So it's a 25-50 game. There is a $100 straddle. Cool. Mike Dentali is under the gun. He's going to start with one of those loose ranges that Ben Page referred mm. to. Going to open to 275, which seems small. With Jack eight of diamonds. Okay. So I've got like 12 objections to this. Okay. Um, I'm sure if Ike hacks into this, we'll be like, well, I'm sure it's fine because it's Ike. <laughs> but um, Are we, do we talk like Bert and Ernie when it's when Ike Haxon? One more time about Ike Haxon specifically. But I mean, the sizing is terrible. You're under the gun. Maybe Mike Dentali thinks he's the best player at the table, but I know he's not. I know he's not like way better than everyone. We know else that one of table. his opponents is Sean Deeb, so that's gonna eliminate that. Like, what? What are you doing? Stop this! This is just ridiculous. You deserve everything you get. That is all. This you is said, a terrible. You said Twelve job. things. That was like three. yeah, yeah. Well, I decided that's me yada yada yadding everything. Okay. Else. No, that's. I mean, that's probably that's probably it, right? Yeah. There's like sizing, hand selection. That's it. That's two things. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels like 12, you know, when you stack them up next to each other and you look at the right angle. It just feels like something that nobody should be doing. Right. I mean, if you're in, if you're Ike Haxton and you're against fish and you feel everyone's so predictable and easy, maybe you can open almost anything under the gun. Fine. But Mike Dentali ain't Ike Haxton and he ain't up against fish here. So this is just bad. Yeah. Sean Deeb's in the straddle. Phil Hamuth's at the table. I mean, he's like... I don't know, but my guess is Mike Dentali is one of the fish in this. Like he's not like one of the sharks. It's my guess. Without I've barely seen him play, so it's a little unfair for me to say that. But that's my guess from Isn't the, the general from the small assumption bits that I saw. he's not that good. Right. I mean, I yeah. know like we were talking about him and Kate Hall had a uh, a whole huge Twitter beef, ended up playing heads up, and Kate destroyed him. But apparently, like it wasn't a surprise that Kate destroyed him because Kate's a pro or was a pro. I think she quit. Oh, did um, she? Yeah. Um, and Dentali wasn't. So everyone was like, of course, like people were upset that Kate didn't destroy him worse was the only thing They're like, oh God, how did she, you know, like she should, it should have been faster and easier for her. 
if anything. So when did she quit? I didn't know about that. I think like a few months ago, she, I think she's just taken a lot of flack because she takes a lot of political stances on Twitter and she just ah. didn't want to deal. So I think she just bailed on everything for a while. Let's- oh, it wasn't just that. No, she was in makeup to power, Scott power, Brad power. Yeah, I know. I you know, know what I'm talking Scott about power. I think, um, yeah. So she was in a lot of makeup to him. She was playing cash games and losing. And uh, and so she quit poker, basically owing him, not owing him money, it's not fair to say, but in a lot of makeup. And he was saying she owed him the money. And she was like, what are you talking about? Why would, and they why took would to Twitter on that. Why would she owe him the right. money? Of course, makeup is not the same as owing. Then it's just a loan. That's a completely different thing. Staking is not a loan, unless you have it very expressly written out. But he was kept saying she owes him the money. And she's like... Not, not only are you wrong, but I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a legal student, and I can tell you for sure, legally, I'm totally fine here. Right. You know? Also, yeah, you should know that as a backer. Maybe he's just trying to find a way to get his money, but you should yeah. know as a backer, which we've been before, yeah. that makeup is something that happens, and it sucks a lot for both parties. It does. Especially for the player, which is probably a big reason that Kate Hall quit. Yes. Should we define makeup real quick? Let's do it. Okay. So when there's a staking arrangement between a player and a backer, um, the backer might say something like, if it's cash games, whatever, say like, okay, here's the money, the stake for the cash game. Let's say you're just giving them for one session, you give them a thousand bucks and we'll split any profits 50-50 and the losses are on me. That's what the backer says, right? Right. And then if the player loses, say they lose a thousand dollars, the deal usually involves makeup because the staker is going to continue to back the player in the future. But the makeup is the $1,000 has to be paid 100% to the backer before the profits can be paid out to the player. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's usually how it's done. Right. right. And little deals can be made in between to keep the player having money throughout exactly. their life. Right. Right. But if the player loses 1000 and then wins 1200 the next time, the profit that they're splitting is right. 200 Right. You know? As opposed to like you're sp- each get 600 No. The, it's actually 1100 to the backer and 100 to the player is yeah. how it would go. Right. And that's how makeup works. And the problem is... When you get in deep makeup, which Kate Hall apparently was, a la like, Mark Newhouse. Yeah, Mark Newhouse was two million dollars in makeup um, before he made uh, the World Series final table. Is my understanding. I don't know if that that wasn't like reported, but I yeah. I have friends who told me that who are pretty reputable and would know. Um, so, but like when you're down enough money, it actually really sucks to be in makeup because as a player, because you almost can't get out of it. Like you're playing cash games and you're down, let's say you're Kate Hall and you're down, I'm just making this number up, $90,000 or yeah. $100,000. And you're playing like 1020. Yeah, you're playing 1020 where it's like a real, a, a good night is $10,000. Like yeah. you're going to have 10 winning sessions in a row. Well, you, you're, you're out 100K. It's possible, but it's really hard to do. Right. Really, really hard to do. Not that you have to have 10 winning sessions in a row, but it's just really hard to get out where you think like, cool, I'm going to play for the next six months and make no money now. I'm just like slave labor now. So then people often want to bail. Right. Which they're, unless you have agreements the other, you know, in the contract differently, they are allowed to do that. And then it's just the backer takes the hit. Right. Which so sucks. What happens in practice deal. a lot, which really is against the spirit of what, what should be going on, is that the player will just quit that backer, find a different backer, and start a, a new ledger. Right. Effectively not being in makeup anymore. Right. Which is messed up, but it happens. I mean, a lot of times the backer isn't super upset about it, though, because they've been getting crushed. Yeah. And they're like, so maybe you're just a losing player now. Right. I mean, sometimes you know they're not. Right. And you're like, this is just unlucky, but yeah. And then, but then if that's the case, then you sometimes will work out a deal with the player. It's like, okay. So I know you're in makeup, but you don't have to pay back 100% at all, like every time you get the money. Like we'll pay it out where it's like a third, a third, a third. So a third goes to makeup, a third goes to me, a third goes to you. Yeah. Something like that, you know, so that way. Although the makeup number stays the same, of course. 
Well, I mean, it goes down as they, as it gets paid. Well, yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, but but the original makeup number stays the same, and you all you still have to pay pay the full makeup before the deal. Can I go mean, back to the original. Depending deal. on the situation, you could decide to change that too. Though you could say, "All right, you're down five k, but how about when we hit? Th- I want to keep you around, and I know you're going to bail. We'll make it so you're down two k. We'll make the makeup number two k, so that way when you get back to there, so so you can see a way out. So that way you want to keep playing and you play your best. It's possible as, as a backer that would be the profitable move, you, but usually yeah. it isn't. Usually you don't want to do anything like that as a backer. Don't get me wrong. Right. So Scott Power, I, he backs a lot of people. He should know that makeup is not debt that is owed if yeah. the player quits. It was absurd that he made that claim and made it strongly and continued to make it. So I don't know what that's about. But I, yeah, I, like you're saying, that's just a loan then. You can go to the right. bank. Well, you can get a loan from a lot of people. Yeah. You would certainly wouldn't split your profits 50-50 on a loan. No. That's a bad idea. Right. That's, that's a staking agreement. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. All right. So, so anyway, anyway, so Mike Dentali. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was an interesting side. No, it discussion. was. It was. So, so Mike Dentali and Kate played a heads-up match. We already mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Dentali opens under the gun. Jack Gate. Jack Gate of Diamonds. He's got four. He's got only forty-seven straddles in his stack, by the way. Okay, forty-seven hundred bucks. Forty-seven hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. He gets called by a guy named Richardson plus two with a seven of clubs. This is not going to be the worst call that Richardson he, makes this hand. He's a fish. I've seen him play. He's, I mean, he's just a, I think he's got a guy. He's like a player with money. He's one of the whales in the game. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see some fishy st- stuff from him okay. pretty soon. Folds around to Sean Deeb in the straddle who has eight, five off has to call. It's a 175 more. It's an absurd price. Sure. Must call. So he calls the pot is $900. The nitrogen sports poker room is $900. Yes. Nine hundred out of nine hundred dollars. If you're rating it on a yeah. dollar, if, if nine hundred dollars is the most dollars you can give somebody on a scale of goodness, you give Nitrogen Sports Poker Room nine hundred dollars. I mean, that's a lot, but they deserve it because they've got it all. They've got it all. They got sports betting. Yep. They got the old normal gambling for the other type of like gambling, blackjack and yeah, that type craps of thing. and stuff like that. Yeah. They also got the old sports betting. It is called Nitrogen Sports, isn't it? But they also is called poker because they've got poker. It's a poker room. It's an online poker room. And there's I'm something a little bit special about this poker room, Jonathan. Yes, there is. The poker guys live there. Well, digitally. Yes. We do have avatars. I guess we do. They're the worst avatars anyone's ever seen, but also wonderful in their own way. They are so wonderful. bad they're good. So bad they're good. Yeah, they're kind of like a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, they kind of are yeah. like trespass. Like, like you want to get drunk and watch it. Yeah, drive yeah. angry. Like <laughs> these, are, these are the Nicolas Cage movies I'm referring to. Not Leaving Las Vegas, not Mandy. Just to be clear, not even Matchstick Men. You know, that's oh come on, that movie's wonderful adaptation, of course, excellent. His best role. It's great. Anyway, (laughs) Nitrogen Sports (laughs) Poker could be your best role (laughs) if you sign up using the link in the description of this podcast. Yes, because that gives you access to exclusive Poker Guys events. We've talked much about our monthly tournament. It is a point one millibit buy-in. There are one hundred millibits guaranteed. That means one thousand players need to buy in to meet the guarantee. That never even gets fucking close to happening. (laughs) Yeah, most we've gotten is eighty. Do the math. It's a good deal. It's Over a 900 buy-ins just sitting there waiting to be taken. Eaten alive. Taken. It's a Bitcoin-only poker site, which means a bunch of things. One thing that it means for sure is that you get your money out fast. It doesn't have to mean that, but Nitrogen makes sure that it does. Yeah. If you withdraw money from an online poker site, you're not used to getting it very fast. That's the experience that most people have. But with Nitrogen, you get it in 90 minutes. You know, did you ever see like... Uh, Speedy Gonzalez and stuff like that. Yeah. Back in the day. So there was Speedy Gonzalez and there was his, I think his cousin Slowpoke. Oh, really? And Slowpoke was like, eh, Speedy. <laughs> you know, everything he did was slow. Yeah. Like 
these guys are speeding Gonzalez and everyone else is slow poke in terms of online poker rooms and paying out. They do it in 90 minutes. Everyone else takes days, if not weeks. Perfect analogy. Thank you. I felt I nailed it. <laughs> Cartoon mice, you know. Anyway, make sure you use that link in the description. Yeah. That's important. It really is. It makes us look good. It makes us look shiny and bright. Which we are. <laughs> Shine on, Grant. You as well, Jonathan. Okay, there's 900 <laughs> in the pot. Yes. $900 in the pot. We've got Deeb with 5-8 calling out of the straddle. Dentali opening under the gun with Jack-8 of diamonds. And Richardson with Ace-7 of clubs. Yeah. The flop is a very good one for Sean Deeb. Eight of spades, five of hearts, deuce of clubs. So Sean Deeb flops top two, Dentali flops top pair. You know what Mike, uh, Mike Sexton says about flops like that? You're going to learn how to use a cowboy hat. <laughs> no. He says, bingo, bango, bongo. Vince, oh. I think he hit that one pretty hard. No, he doesn't he, like that. Is he, is he going to Is he gonna lay the trap? Gonna going to put Vince. down the twigs and the berries, or is he going to go ahead and show his strength right, right away like a wolf in the darkness? <laughs> <laughs> also, Mike, of course, does the, now let's see how much the dentist extracts from this guy. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic Mike. He's going to have to drill. Oh, he's going to drill him, this oil. This oil man's going to drill deep. <laughs> and I feel, like, I feel like Vince always kind of piggybacks on that and does like a slightly worse job. He's like, yeah, he's, he's going to have to go back to Texas to find more oil like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, not even doing the party. Uh, sorry, the World Poker Tour no. anymore. But we're never gonna leave. We're never gonna let that one go. I want to just do a whole day as those two guys. Ah, uh, one day. Halloween. Nobody's gonna know it. Nobody's gonna get the <laughs> costume among our friends. We don't have like a large group of poker playing friends. Even, that even are our, our friends. poker playing friends. No one watches the World Poker no. Tour. No one's gonna know anymore. Yeah. It's been too long. All right, let's get back to it. Maybe if we had Halloween during the World Series of Poker, if that maybe. Happened. Yeah. Anyway. So it's the old A5 deuce. Yes, that's right. Sean Deep slams the flop. Deep checks. Yeah. That's fine. Sure. Dentali's going to bet. He's going to bet kind of small. I don't understand. He bets 400 into 900. That is tiny. That's weirdly small. Yeah. I don't really get it either. Like 650, 700 feels more normal. Yeah, like a normal bet. Yeah, but Pretend he bets. you had tens. It's the same thing. All right. Here's something that doesn't make any sense. Richardson calls. I'm going to remind you of the board. A5 deuce. There is one club. He's got two back doors. He's got ace, ace high. seven of clubs. Ace high, two back doors. I will say, I can't strongly justify this because, of course, he has D behind him. If he doesn't have D behind him, I think this call is perfectly fine. I really do. Against the under-the-gun raise? Against Dentali's under-the-gun range. I think okay, it's maybe. fine. Um, Dentali also only bet 400, which looks like he's not in love with this board. Turns he's, out he is fine with this board. But he's mostly in love with it. He flopped yeah, top pair with a bad hand. I board. know, but like based on his bet sizing, you would think he doesn't like the spot, right? Yeah. So... Um, if Sean Deeb wasn't in the hand and you were heads up and you were in position, I would actually call a lot here with um, with the A7 of clubs. I think it's a good call. Um, but only because it's Dentali and it has got a wide range. If, yeah, it's, but, a, if it's a normal under the gun range, of course it's a fault. And then, well, Deeb's also behind. Yeah. That's no, that, no, I already said yeah. that. Like, that's, that's if you're heads up only. Like, with Deeb behind, it's no good because Deeb, this slams Deeb's range, right? Deeb's in the big blind or the small blind? Straddle. He's in the straddle. Yeah, he can have anything. And he's all over this. He is. Actually, he has top two. Yeah. And uh, he's going to give Richardson some bad news and raise to 1450. Yes. That is bad news for Richardson, especially. It's kind of a sticky spot for Dentali, especially considering the stack he started with. He started yeah. with 4,700. So you, I, it feels like too good to fold. Yeah, I agree. Deep is the kind of guy who both can have all the draws here. Right, he can have all the gut shots. He can have the six seven for the open ender. Yeah, he can also. Can he have just like weird one pair of hands and do this? Maybe, maybe. 
if he can have those things, maybe we should just re-raise and just get it in as an entire right now. Because our stack is so short. He makes it 1,400. I mean, how much do we have total? Like 5,000? 5,500? No, he started, no. no, he said 4,700. Yeah. We're going to have about 4,300. We're going to have about 3,000 oh. left if we call. Oh, I think we should probably just move in. I think if we're going to play the... I, I don't like calling with the guy behind me. And so many cards are going to be awful for us on the turn, right? Right. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't suck to price out the open ender. Right. So, like, Sean Deep's going to have to fold a lot. That's yeah. fine. The pot's already pretty good for our stack size, right? Yeah. If we're a lot deeper, of course, we, we have to call. We would never re-raise but, if we had 10K in front of us. Right. But I think we probably are supposed to move in here. By the way, there's at least... No, Sean Deep's never going to fold. I was going to say he might even fold a better hand, but he's never no, going to fold. There's, Sean no, Deep, there's no better hand he's folding. Right. He doesn't care. So, if he's got us, he's got us. That's fine. Um, I think we're supposed to just move in because of all the draws he can have. And because the guy behind us often has a draw. And by the way, we can fold out a better hand from the guy behind us who called. Turns yeah. out that's not an issue. By the but. way, there are two open enders. There's also a three, four. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I like moving in. I do too. Cool. Then Tali decides just to call though. Right. Let the guy with the open ender behind him call, although he doesn't have that, so he's not going to. Right. But if there's six, seven, or three, four behind him, or maybe even six, four, is that double gutted? I can't see the board, so I'm not sure. It's eight, five, deuce. So six four is double gutted. Yeah, six four. Okay, um, so there's there's two open enders and, and a double gutter. Yeah, so like you, that guy's gonna have to call with all those hands. We can we can knock him out. That's yeah. a great reason to move in. Wow, that's crazy. There's 48 combos of essentially open enders on this yeah. board. Yeah, that deep can have all of them. That is that's a lot. Yeah. So fair enough. Like deep can have that. That's fine. Yeah, that's a really good reason to move in though, because like there's so many cards that hit those, and you don't know which one you're trying to avoid. Yeah. So basically, uh, you have to, if Deeb continues aggression, call anything on the turn that doesn't complete those hands. The problem is, there aren't that many cards that don't complete some version of those hands. Well, anything over a 10. 10, 10 and higher are all, are all good. Right, but this is why we can't really do that, right? That's, too, that's not enough cards in the deck right. for us. Like Most of the deck is going to complete something, and then we're just guessing, which is okay to guess and call, but I, like if we're going to fold a lot, it's, I don't really like it, which is why I like moving in better. Like... Yeah, you guys deal with it. Like, whatever. I agree. But, the, of course, just want to reiterate, that's just because of Dentali's short stack depth. If Correct. a lot more, it would be crazy to re-raise. Oh, I would never re-raise if, uh, if I couldn't comfortably move in correctly here, like size-wise. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Deeb set it up perfectly for Dentali to move in. And maybe that was by design because, you yeah. know, Deeb is good and he has top two. He's like, have an overpair and you're just going to go with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. But Dentali just calls, which in this moment is the right decision, although we don't like it. Right. Okay, so now the pot is... The other guy folds, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the other guy folds, of course. The pot is now 4,200. Dentali has how much? 3,300 left? He has 3K behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is why it's so good to move in. Like, Well, if we think Sean has a lot of draws, he's going to, like, if he has all those open enders and even some gut shots and stuff, he's going to miss with a lot of them. As long as Dentali is not going to be, like, kind of dumbfounded by a king or a queen or something coming and thinking, yeah. oh, it's an overcard to my eight. That's bad. That would be horrible. Yeah, you have to call on those cards. I think I think Dentali should be calling on most cards, actually. Assuming Sean shoves, I think he's supposed to call now. Like, yeah. he was supposed to get in on the flop. Now he's supposed to just get in on the turn almost always. Like, what card's going to come? Are you going to be like, that completes too many things for me to be able to fold? Yeah. I don't think there is anything. No. He's just got so many draws. Like, what's the worst card in the deck for us as Dentali? Is it a nine? Because, like, nine, seven plus six, seven... And 9-6, they all improve. They're all beating us now? 9-7 is not beating you if a 9 comes. Yeah, it is. We have Jack-8. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like the, some of the, so some of the gutters and the open-ender beats us now? That's probably the worst card? Yeah, 9 is Even so, 
three, four, six, four don't improve. Yeah. It's probably enough to call with. I think it's, I think we're probably just supposed to call considering the price we're getting. We're supposed to call anyway. Yeah. So like, whatever. All right. Well, the turn's nine. Hey, nine of hearts. Fantastic. I mean, not great actually for Dentali, but good enough. Like it's, it's maybe the worst card in the deck in some ways, but still, it's still too, his hand's still probably too good to fold. Assuming Sean just moves him in here. Okay. Well, that would be less interesting than what actually That's happens. not what's going to happen. No. So blah. Pay attention because this okay. is a bit confusing as to what happens. This is, we're going to make a video of this as well. So you should watch that. This is a watchable one. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Because you'll really see what happens. So I'm going to do my best to describe what happens. Here. No problem. We'll just go slow. It'll be fine. All right. So Dentali has 3000 behind him. Deeb is very deep. He has a ton of chips. Yeah. Which we didn't mention before, but it's implied. Okay. Deeb's, he's deep. <laughs> All right. So he takes out a large stack of chips enough to, to cover Dentali's stack. Right. And po- uh, Poker Night in America has a line, a betting line. Um, and Deeb is reaching. Not, he's not like taking his time or anything. He's doing a normal yeah. speed about to move the guy in by putting chips in thing. Before he gets the chips to hit the felt, although they have crossed the line, Dentali slams five $100 chips in. Right. That's like, exactly as if to say, I, I snap call. Right. Yeah. Deeb kind of looks at him and takes it back. Yeah. Um, before we go on, what do you think Dentali is doing here? You think he's actually trying to call? Or is this an angle? Oh, gosh. I am a little bit unclear whether it's a... Whether it's an angle. I think it's an angle. But there's not much to angle on right now, right? We only have 3K left as Zentali, right? Yeah, I mean, like... We, you, want, it, we want to encourage him to bluff, right? Right. We should be... We should have gotten in on the flop. And now that we are here, like, it might be the worst card in the deck. But like you said, we probably still just have to go with it. Right. So it's sort of a weird time to angle. Yeah. Like if we had $30,000 back instead of $3,000 back, that makes a lot more sense to me as an angle. Yeah. Right? Like, cool. Um, the reason why, by the way, we're calling this a potential angle is because, yeah, Sean pulls it back, and it's clear that the whole table is aware that you have to release the chips yeah. for it to be a bet. So reaching over, it does not constitute a bet because Sean pulls it back, and no one says anything, and no one acts like that's supposed to be a bet. Right. Right. And Sean, by the way, as we know, wants to bet. So he's yeah. like, oh, geez, well, I guess I have to bet this now. You know, he's like... Pretending he doesn't isn't know what doesn't know what to do, right? Um, the angle could be to see if Sean pulls it back and then see how Sean reacts once he pulls it back. Mm-hmm. But that all doesn't matter when you have less than a pot back and you flop this well. I guess what he, it wouldn't be to pull it back, but to see like he puts that down before Sean does, and then Sean puts down all the chips. Then in theory, Dentali could say, "Well, actually, what happened is I bet before you did, so I bet five hundred, and then you just check raised me, or yeah. my bet doesn't, or my call doesn't stand. It's one or the other. Maybe that's the angle." That's the only way it could be an angle. And then Sean could, in theory, check. Like, if, they, if it wasn't clear, the Dentali's forced to bet the 500. Sean then can do whatever he wants, but in theory, would go all in, and Dentali, in theory, could fold. Right. Um, it's a pretty weak angle. Like, you're saving $2,500. You're doing all this to save $2,500 as Dentali. Like, in, a not, game, in a game that's $2,550 with a 100 straddle. It doesn't really yeah. make any sense to me as an angle. I think he's just makes a mistake. Like, he's just a little too excited to call or something like that. He's, I think it was, yeah, I think it was a genuine reaction where he's like, it's kind of a fuck you thing. Yes. Like I have top pair. I know you got moves, kid. Fuck you. I'm calling no matter what. Right. And so he just gets excited about it. This reminds me of, I've told this story before, but it's been a long time. I was playing in a tournament (laughs) and, uh, this, this old guy who was clearly a relative beginner compared to a lot of the players at the table were in this tournament. And this guy who had been, been around forever playing tournaments forever, um, 
it was the river. He was a very bluffy player. It was on him. He's trying to think about what to do. He picks up his, the chip that is covering his cards, but it's not a poker chip from like the tournament chips. It's just like another chip that's about the size of a poker chip, but no one's going to mistake it for one of the poker chips either, to be clear. And he throws it in. He throws it in as if that's his bet, right? <laughs> Which is kind of funny anyway. Yeah. Um, the old guy says, that's an all in and I call. I've heard this story before. Yes, yeah. I've told this story before, but it's been a while. Yeah. And then the old, then the original dude who threw it in is, we are like, well, that's definitely not an all in. <laughs> and then the other dude decides not to bluff shockingly. Instead, he checks, the old guy moves in and then the guy folds and it's like, <laughs> what are you just, doing, old guy? Why does he get to, why does he think he gets to claim that's an all in? I don't know. I think maybe he pl- had played a bounty tournament and thought like he didn't understand why the bounty chip meant all in. Why would he feel the need to say that's an all in though? If yeah. like, why do we need to declare it to everyone else? Like he just got too excited because his hand, I guess he had the nuts or something close yeah. to it. And, uh, wanted to make sure it was all in there instead of like doing what you're supposed to do, which is you keep your damn mouth shut for as long as possible until you know, it's an all in right until like, there's no question about it. And then you reveal if you want him to go all in or not. But, and maybe that happened here with Mike Dentali. Yeah. Which is a super amateur level mistake which is the only reason why maybe it didn't like, you know, if you're Dentali, you're, you're supposed to let him release the chips and then you call fast. Right. It's weird to call before that, but maybe he's trying to be cool and have the chips hit right when Deeb's chips hit. Or well, something. I mean, I think his reputation is that of kind of a hothead. He yes. might, he might actually just be like a little heated, you know? Yeah. That's I, possible. I imagine he bought in for a lot more than 4,700, you know, things might be not going so well for Mike Dentali. It's a great session. point. Yeah. It's a great point. So it might just be a hothead thing. Yeah. So, so I don't think it's an angle is my best guess. Yeah, probably not, but it makes things weird. But now Sean Deeb gets to, this isn't really an angle either. He's just using deception. But yeah. Now he gets to pretend to think about it. Right. Like, oh, what should I do? Do I even want to bet now that I know you're definitely yeah, Deeb, calling? Deeb does his best acting job of looking unsure. But then he, of course, and then, moves And then he in. moves back in kind of looking like gingerly at Dentali as he moves yeah. in. And then Dentali doesn't call right away. Right, which now is where it starts to feel like a bit of an angle. Yeah. But having said that, one could understand why Dentali wouldn't call right away. Yeah. He's, they've both been given a little bit more information, right? Deep yeah. doesn't need the information, but Dentali got more information. Right. And now it's like, oh, Deep, with Deep, it looked like I was calling for sure, and Deep still wants to put the chips in. That's not great for top pair, medium kicker, when he check raised the flop, right? Like, that's not good. Not usually. Also, you know what got there? Six, seven, the most, nine, seven, the nine, most nine obvious, six. The most obvious open ender got there. Yeah. yeah. So that's not great either. So, yeah, so Dentali thinks about it for a while, which is, I think that's reasonable. I think he should think about it for a while, yeah. even though it does look a little angly. I, I think that's the right play. All right, but don't, don't take your thinking caps off yet because there's more to come that's yes. a bit weird. Yes. So Dentali reveals his eight of diamonds right. while he's thinking. And then he turns it back over. Everybody saw the eight of diamonds. Right. Sean Deeb says to him, you can pay me $500 to off, pick... Off the table. Off the table to pick a card that... I will reveal. Yeah. I'm not going to pick the card. You choose which card. Right. Okay. Obviously, Sean wants Dentali to call. Let's first talk about if Dentali should do it. Second, or first, uh, second, let's do that. First, let's talk about should Sean have offered this? Is this a good thing by him? Okay. So if you're Dentali, oh, sorry, should Sean have offered? That's the first yeah. question. Sorry. I got excited about the second question um, or the other question. I'm surprised Sean would offer this. I would assume that it's incredibly hard 
to get called by all the things you want to get called by when you reveal. Because either card's going to show that he had at least one pair, right? Yeah. Like, that's a guarantee. And so and then so now Sean's check-raising. I know we said it was possible. Sean's just check-raising a, a lone five. Right. It doesn't seem that. And then continuing on the turn after it looked like Mike was calling, like, he didn't. Like, it's possible, I guess, but it seems really questionable. Or a lone eight with no kicker after he got called on the check raise and the nine comes. I mean, it's possible. Well, but. here's here's a, a thing. Um, it's possible that Sean thinks that Dentali is likely to fold now, mm-hmm. and it's an opportunity to try to get one-sixth of the call. That's good. Just right away. You yeah. Just, you, get, you get almost 20% of the call if he says yes, and you get the 500 bucks. Right. That's true. It's interesting that he said 500 because that's how much Dentali put out as the insta call yeah. right maybe sean's like god damn why didn't i just check raise then at least i guarantee yeah. myself the 500 it's like oh here's a way maybe to get that right so okay so that may be part of it it's also possible sean thinks dentali is sort of a fuck you player as we like to say and maybe seeing a one pair one pair would actually embolden him rather than not right i don't know why that would be the case but maybe all right so there's that all right so from dentali's perspective the first thing i want to ask is if we were to do it what types of hands do we think Sean has when he offers this? Like, what are we expecting to see under there if we pick a card? Like, a six would, would be a, a real mess with your head like type card. Like, sixes and sevens are, like, the cards that make the most sense to me that, yeah. that, he could be able, that he could show. Yeah. Anything else is sort of a problem, right? Now that he knows we have an eight, Sean can't turn over a three or a four. He would never... If he had, a th- uh, just eight, if he had eight, three, or eight, four, he would never, ever offer to turn it over, right? Right. So he can't have he can't have a three or four in his hand. We yep. can now eliminate that. Yep. Six four means sometimes he's going to turn over a four, and Dentali's going to know he's ahead. So, so he, he can't have, have a, he can't have six four anymore. Right. So now we can eliminate three four and six four. That's it's interesting. Kind of, it's kind of incredible, yeah. right? So now we're down to hands that are really big problems for us, right? Because what what's he supposed to be able to turn over that's going to make us feel okay? A ten. That's it. With what? Ten eight. Okay. Yeah. He has to have exactly ten eight. Cool. Like, great. How is that? I mean, so we need, he needs to have exactly 10-8, and then we need to pick the right card, which we're only going to get half the time to see that right. he has a 10. Any, any other card doesn't give us a ton of information. A 10 is a great card. Yeah. Because five, we know we're good. A 5, 6, 7, 8 doesn't give us that a much not, information. 9, those are all horrible. Well, well, 9, we fold. It's easy. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think if he's got a 6 or a, or a 7 in his hand, we have to fold. Right. Because nine six nine seven six seven, those are all the most obvious holdings. Right. I guess he can have six four. And Dave wouldn't wouldn't offer this with nine seven or nine six, probably. Maybe he would. Maybe he'd take the shot that didn't tell he would turn over the nine. But even so, like if he turns over a six or a seven, that should be terrifying too, because yeah. Sean should be able to have a three or four in his hand anymore. Right. So now he has like six five yeah. or eight six. Why would he check raise eight six on the flop? I mean, he's Sean Deep. Maybe he's doing weird yeah, stuff. He might, but he might. We have to know that he's doing that a lot. That he's now going to reveal that once he sees we have an eight specifically. You know, if Sean had eight six, would he really want to offer to turn over either an eight or a six? Seems like questionable. It's pretty cool that that just him offering it can eliminate some hands from his yeah. range. Yeah, I think the I, th- I don't think Dentali should should pay him for this information. I don't think he needs to once once Sean offers yeah. because we can now eliminate all the draws that we wanted him to have. Yeah. Like almost certainly Sean's really smart. There's no way he's got those cards in his hand. Right. So that means we're losing. That means we don't need, first of all, we don't need to pay. Second of all, if Sean's, if, Sean, if we're not losing, it's because he's got random cards that aren't going to help us anyway. Yep. Um, if we, if we turn over a King, what do we do with that? Right. Like, now we can have King eight or yeah. 
that's I guess King. I don't know how he's King Nine. Yeah, he, he really shouldn't have King Eight either. But he's just then he has to have a random king. Why would he? Why would he want to show that? Yeah, yeah. So actually, also Sean probably wouldn't if he had King Eight wouldn't offer to turn over a king because he might assume once he sees Dentali's Eight, Dentali's got Ace Eight suited. Yeah, he might. That's the most likely holding. Right. So King isn't going to help. Sean never wants to show him that. Right. Yeah. So. To me, this is a very clear when Sean offers, we eliminate all the draws that we don't want it, that we want him to have. And actually now we can get the hell out of here before we even see a card. If we want it, even like seeing a card would make it even easier because now we know we're screwed most of the yeah. time, but like, Oh my gosh, what a deal. You know, it's a really good point. I think it should be a fold once deep offers. Then goes the other way with it. Yes. He gives Sean the $500. Okay. Well, if he was going to call automatically, you know, if he was going to call it without giving the 500 bucks, he, Maybe he's going to save himself 2500 bucks. All right, so he picks so a that. card, and Deep turns over the eight. Yes. Okay, so now we have to fold, right? Well, the only ways we can't fold, we have to decide that Sean has... There's only a few hands he can have now. Like he's six, seven, have, and six, eight make the most sense for Sean to offer this. Right, that is true. Because if he saw that we have an eight, maybe he thinks if we turn over a six or a seven, we might fold some of the time. Yeah. And, he, and even if we turn over an eight, he might fold some of the time. Right, but not if he... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Even if we turn over an eight. So maybe, maybe it's probably a good move for Sean to offer this. If he has six, seven or six, eight, it probably seven, eight sorry. is a good move. If he has yeah, six, seven or six, seven. eight or seven, eight. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Six, eight or seven. Eight, Cause six, seven's the nuts. Um, cause there was a nine on the turn. Um, it probably is a good move, but now you also need Mike to figure all that out. Yeah. Right. So the fact that Mike paid him $500 to see this, to see a card means I don't, think Mike's going to figure all that out in real time, you know, going to figure out what he's, what he's even right. Cause Mike didn't see. figure out he's supposed to fold once Sean offers. Mike didn't figure out that, Oh, I can eliminate all the bad draws now. And so that means I should be able to, I don't need to see anything like, yeah, like let's say once in a blue moon, Sean actually has eight, six or eight, seven, which I don't know if he can have, maybe he can have all the other times I'm beat. Everything else in his range beats me. Yep. And by the way, he's actually has okay. Not great, but okay. Equity against me anyway. Not yep. great equity, but a little bit of equity against me anyway. Like, it's not like I automatically win, even if he has those hands. Right. And, of course, he has to check raise those on the flop, which is unlikely. Right. I mean, Sean only has, like, 15% equity. Obviously, if we thought that was the majority of his range, it's an easy call right. as Dentali. So Dentali by... It's really weird. Dentali, by doing this, actually now gives himself a chance to get away from this hand. That quick call thing, like, messed everything up. Yep. Like, Dentali's supposed... We think Dentali's supposed to call all in on the turn since yeah. he didn't go all in on the, fl- on the flop. Now he has a pretty easy way to get away from this. He's right. going to get to save 2500 bucks. That's awesome. Yep. So, I, Sean didn't screw this up, but the whole thing got super weird, and now Dentali gets to save money. I mean, the offer is a bit of a screw-up when you want him to call, I think, if, if he can think it out. If he can. But if you know your customer... I mean, yeah. Sean just got 500 bucks from him, so That's I guess nice. it was a good move. Yeah, I guess... He, I, don't forget about the value of the 500 bucks. That's yeah. true. And I will say this. I know, not to spoil anything, we haven't finished the hand yet. No. Like, so it's possible. Dentali hasn't actually folded yet. Right. Right. So, okay. When, when Sean shows the eight, Dentali should be thinking about what that means, right? And to be clear, Dentali picked which card it was. So, right. Sean didn't, like, choose to show him the eight. Yeah. So, I mean, the obvious things are that Sean either has eight, five, or eight deuce, which I think he has all of the combos of both because of the preflop thing. Um... I'm not sure if he has eight deuce off. Maybe not, but it was 175 more. He is Sean Deeb. He doesn't care at all. There was 725 in the pot. It was 175 to win 725. I mean, it's eight deuce off. Like, you can fold yeah. eight deuce okay, off. Okay, fine. I would fold eight Maybe deuce off Maybe he just has there. eight deuce suited. 
Yeah, but it certainly has all the combos of 8-5. So eight then five. he has 11 combos of 8-5 and 8-deuce combined. Right. Uh, and those are the most likely holdings because of they make sense as played so far entirely, right? 6-8 mm-hmm. and 7-8 don't really make sense on the flop. Neither does 8-9, which is good. Right. And neither does really any big 8, but Sean might do this with ace-8. When it's Dentali and he bets 400 and the guy calls on the flop, maybe Sean will do this with ace-8. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Which is also a problem. Although, honestly, if you're going to do it with ace-8, then you can do it with any 8. What's the difference? Yeah, like, I guess. You wouldn't think Dentali has a whole lot of 8s in his range. That's fair. You might do it with some other 8s. Yeah. Um, well, Dentali needs him to be doing it with the, those some other 8s, and they need not to be king-8 and queen-8. But here's what's going on. Uh, also, Sean saw Dentali's 8 before he offered so Sean knows that Dentali has an eight. Right. Which so Sean's probably not gonna offer with ten eight in hands like that. It seems crazy. Yeah. Cause you figure Dentali's got ace eight, right? If you're Sean. Or maybe maybe ten eight suited sometimes. Okay, but mostly ace eight, yeah. right? He's playing all his ace eights there. Right. Pro- uh, clearly he played Jack eight. I mean he's probably playing all these things really. Yeah. But um Dentali shows that I think Sean, it's reasonable for Sean to think like, all right, he probably has ace eight. Like that's that's the hand you're like, you don't want to show him a card where he's gonna auto call. Like like a ten would, right. would make him auto call, so it just means like once Sean knowing Sean has an eight in his hand, how can you reveal that he has an eight if Mike has ace eight? You know what I mean? Yeah. Without having more than that, right? Just seems like a little crazy. Yeah, it feels super strong. It feels see, super to strong to see any pair under there. The five would feel stronger actually. I mean, Sean just wouldn't offer if he couldn't beat you here. I think. Again, maybe he can do with a six, yeah. eight six and eight seven, but then he has to check raise eight six and eight seven on the flop, which is maybe possible. But now we're parlaying all it these feels things. Feels super unlikely. Such a big parlay. Would Sean even move uh, move Dentali in once Dentali snap calls there before Sean actually has committed the chips with eight seven and eight six? He might check call. Yeah, you know, like just in case you're bluffing, I better get just in case. Like I, know, I mean, it looks like you're calling, so it looks like you have kings now. You know, whatever, like. He might not move him in. So yeah. I don't think there's all, anything I can come up with that Sean's really supposed to have here that doesn't beat Dentali. Well, so Dentali should clearly fold. Dentali calls. Of course he calls. So Calls I called. You pointed out before this podcast to me, it's really funny. Dentali managed to lose more than the pot. He yeah, lost, he lost more than his stack. More than his stack in the pot. He lost 500 more than his stack in this pot. Sean somehow talked the guy out. He started with 4,700, but somehow he lost 5,200 in the hand. You'll pretty much never see that. That's pretty hard to do. Yeah. You'll almost never, ever see that. But I've Sean gotten, Deep. It's like I've gotten more than first place in a tournament before. Right. On a, on a deal. It's sort of like that. Yeah, it's like that. It's the, it's the double gibbons. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like Dentali messed that one up. Oh, man. He messed this up like 12 ways to Sunday. Like, is there any street I like? Okay, I don't like pre-flop. The flop is fine. We thought he should move in, and we yeah. thought he should bet more. That's true. Those and the turn we think he should have. Nope, don't like any of his decisions. Yep. The flop is at least close and not the end of the world. The, the really fascinating part to me that I didn't realize before we started is that just Sean offering eliminates so many hands that Dentali can beat that he should just fold then. Yeah, I didn't realize that till as you were saying him offering. I was like, well, what can he have now? Yeah. You know, oh, he can't show that, and he can't show that, and he can't show that, and he can't show that, because then he knows Dentali has an eight. Yeah. So if he shows a four or a three, Dentali's always calling. That's the best good, hand you ever have is eight three. I guess you could have catch. nine three, but how in the world can you have that? Right? That's a good catch. Yeah. Cool. All right. 
Well, we'll do a video on that so you can see all the action. I'm looking forward to that video. It should be fun.